Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Dig Straight Down with me, your host and favorite netherite cyborg, Rebel JC. This episode, we're going to discuss how caves could be improved in a possible future cave update. The player base has wanted a cave update for a very long time, and I believe it is coming sooner rather than later. The Nether update is introducing a new kind of 3D biome generation, and I think this is partly in preparation for updating caves. The Nether is a huge cave if you think about it. But before we take a look at some ideas for changes, there are a couple of things that should not change about caves. First, caves should always have the basic materials needed for survival, stone, coal, and ores. These three resources are crucial to gameplay, and no matter what changes may come to caves, I believe these will be constant. Last, caves should always have a bit of danger unless they generate in a mushroom biome where no hostile mobs spawn. We all know part of the fun of jumping into a cave in survival Minecraft is because of the challenge it poses. Scary things lurk in the darkness just waiting to pounce on an unsuspecting miner, and nothing beats the thrill of rushing into a cave in the early game with a sword in one hand and torches in the other, lighting up the darkness and slaying mobs left and right. Nothing is more Minecraft than that. Those are the two things that I think will never change about caves. Now let's dig into some ideas I think would be cool to see in a cave update. So what do most people think about when they imagine caves? Stalagmites and stalactites. These would be an incredible feature to add to caves, and I don't think they necessarily need to be made of a new block. They could be as simple as pillars made of stone blocks coming down from the ceiling or reaching up from the cave floor, similar to how the new basalt pillars in the nether update look. However, I don't think anyone would object to a new block. Most of the time in the early game, the best way to begin mining is to jump into a cave rather than strip mining right away. What if there was a way to give a little boost to this early game mining grind? Miners and crafters, I humbly submit the Stone Shroom. (laughs) Despite its silly name, this humble fungus would grant a burst of haste to to the miner who consumes it. It would be a relatively rare find, occurring in caves closer to the surface, and it would emit a weak but noticeable glow to give a little extra variety to the way caves look. Now, one of the main problems with caves is that they are too repetitive. Really, unless you find a cave that has some wacky generation, once you've seen one cave, you've seen them all. This problem could be fixed by tweaking the cave generation and adding new types of cave chambers. Imagine stepping out of a narrow passage and into a large, majestic cathedral chamber, or walking along and nearly tumbling to your demise down a seemingly bottomless pit, or setting up a temporary mining camp on the shore of a large underground river, perhaps with the mast of a sunken ship standing out of the water. Caves in the real world have so many varieties of rooms, chambers, and features, and I would love to see these represented in Minecraft. This next idea is actually found in a post on the Minecraft Feedback website, along with a few others I'll get to in a minute, so be sure to go check that out and give it an upvote. The link to the post is in the show notes of this episode. Caves are the same no matter what biome you find them in. 
So let's change this by making biome-specific caves. Don't worry, I think we'll still have our beloved normal caves in plains and other normal biomes like forests and hills. But for those who want a little more variety in their spelunking experience, let's go visit the other biomes. The desert and badlands, what do they have in common? Sand. This coarse, rough, irritating stuff gets everywhere in these biomes, and it should be featured heavily in their caves. I'm thinking for these biomes we could have sandy, unstable caves that might crumble if you break the wrong block. Want to feel safe from hostile mobs, but still need to scratch that caving itch? Put on your elytra and fly over to the fungal caves of the mushroom biomes. These caves could feature lots of mushrooms, small and giant, as well as lichen growing on the walls like coral fans. Need bricks? The slimy caves of the swamps are for you, lined with all the clay you could need as well as mossy stone. For a more challenging experience, head on over to the overgrown caves in dark oak, jungle, and taiga biomes where you have to hack through tree roots, vines, and leaves as well as stone. Minecraft players love rare things, so let's have some fun and add crystal caves into the mix. Crystal caves could occur rarely under the oceans. This would introduce a new crystal block in multiple colors, which could also be used for an alternative to the normal glass block. These caves could also have dead coral blocks in them as the remains of old coral reefs. As they are now, caves are generally populated by mobs that are also found on the surface, with the only cave-specific hostile mob being the cave spider. But if we want combat in caves to be a bit different than it is under the open sky, Let's add another cave mob into the mix. Haunting the dark and silent passages at diamond level are the Shades. Dark, wraith-like creatures similar in appearance to the Vex that only spawn below level 15. Shades and bats are natural enemies and attack each other on sight. Shades would also be hostile to the player. They are only really dangerous in groups but can strike the player with blindness. I imagine shades would also be very allergic to sunlight, evaporating immediately when exposed to it rather than slowly burning like the undead. Speaking of cave mobs, how about everyone's favorite, the bat? Right now, the bat is perhaps the most useless creature in Minecraft. Some heartless individuals in the player community are actually in favor of getting rid of the bat altogether. But here on Dig Straight Down, we're always looking for ways to redeem features rather than getting rid of them. So how can we make bats good? When thinking about this problem, I thought about how miners in the old days would take canaries into mines so that they could determine the oxygen levels of the area. Neither oxygen nor canaries are a thing in Minecraft, but bats are, and there are a handful of ways they could be useful to the player. Take dolphins, for instance. Not only do they add life to the oceans, but they also help the player in a few ways. If you feed a dolphin, it leads you to a treasure chest. Dolphins can inadvertently help the player in combat situations if it finds itself being attacked alongside the player. Also, dolphins grant the dolphin's grace effect to nearby players, allowing them to swim at great speeds. What if we made bats the dolphins of caves? Bats could fly in the direction of any nearby ore if we fed them berries, which would be helpful in mining. But maybe the most useful thing bats could do is act like a bell in a ray. Say you've just stumbled into a large, unlit cave and you don't know what's around the corner. Right-click on a nearby bat and it uses its echolocation to highlight hostile mobs in a certain radius with a glowing effect. This change alone would take bats from mildly annoying to life-saving. Does anybody remember the Indev House and Brick Pyramid from the earliest versions of Minecraft? These simple structures look like the first things you would have built as a brand new player. These structures were removed in later versions of the game, replaced by many of the much better looking structures we have in the game today. But one structure has remained the same. The dungeon. A simple cubic room of cobblestone and mossy cobblestone. Dungeons are way too simplistic and they're not consistent with the design of the rest of the game. 
So how can we make dungeons better? First, we do not need to change the kinds of mobs that spawn in the dungeons, and we should keep them just as farmable as they are now. Also, we don't need to change the loot found in dungeons, as it's pretty good sometimes. Second, dungeon structures should be bigger and more detailed, with different levels and places for mobs to hide, and made of more interesting blocks than cobblestone. These structures could vary according to the biome they are in. For instance, in the desert and badlands, the dungeon could be more like an underground pyramid or something that resembles an Aztec-like ruin. Last, dungeons could have a chance to spawn close together and become one large sprawling dungeon with multiple spawners. These would be a super fun challenge to tackle in the early game and a great opportunity to build a ridiculous mob farm. Mine shafts are fun to find, but only in the early game. Once you've been through a good mine shaft, they lose their appeal and players tend to avoid them as an unnecessary hassle. This is mostly because every mineshaft is the same. They really need more variety. I would like to see new features generating in mineshafts, such as shafts going straight down into the ground, storage rooms with chests containing dirt and cobblestone and occasionally ores, and one central point from which the mineshafts branch, maybe with an entrance shaft going all the way to the surface, or nearly to the surface. It would be a relatively simple tweak, but it would greatly improve mineshafts from where they are now. Strongholds, in my opinion, are the best dungeon in Minecraft and really don't need many improvements. The one improvement I would suggest, though, would be a hostile mob specific to the stronghold. As of now, the stronghold isn't as challenging as it could be. A player can locate a stronghold quickly using an Eye of Ender and tunnel straight down into the portal room without encountering any mobs except for maybe one or two silverfish. I would love to see a kind of mini-boss added to the portal room as sort of a prelude to the dragon fight. My idea for this mini-boss is the Warlock. The origins of the Warlock is unknown. Maybe they are the last survivor of whoever built the strongholds. Or maybe they are a spawn of some unknown dark force. Wherever they come from, they worship the Ender Dragon and dutifully stand guard over the End Portal, defending her realm from any who would dare enter. They wield arcane end magic, teleporting the player a few blocks in any direction, which can be particularly dangerous because of the lava in the room, as well as an enchanted iron sword. There is always one warlock in every portal room, and the player has to fight through them to activate the portal. The warlock or a mob like it would add a challenge to the stronghold that makes it stand out from mine shafts and dungeons and would be a great way to round out a cave update. So that brings me to the second half of the discussion, which is about the Minecraft movie. This has been in the works for a long time. Um, I think they initially had one plan for the movie that got scrapped. I think Steve Carell was supposed to be in the movie, which would have been pretty cool. I'm a Steve Carell fan. But uh, that ended up not working out, so the plan had changed. According to the official article on the Minecraft website, the movie is coming out March 4th in 2022. So it'll be, it's a couple of years out still. According to the same article, it'll be about a teenage girl and her unlikely group of adventurers. Um, after the malevolent Ender Dragon sets out on a path of destruction, they must save their beautiful, blocky overworld. Pretty vague so far. Um, there's not a lot to be said about the plot right now, but I do have a lot to say about what needs to be in the movie if they want it to succeed at all. Um, my biggest fear about this movie is that it becomes just like every other video game movie out there and just really lets down the fan base of Minecraft. There's a lot of opportunities that really need to be taken as they make this movie, and I hope they take it seriously and listen to the community as they submit their ideas or maybe their suggestions on what should be in the movie. Number one, the movie really needs to be game accurate and not to 
quote-unquote modded. If we start seeing things in the movie that really do not accurately represent the experience of playing Minecraft, it's just going to feel like it's not Minecraft. And that's how I felt about um, the Minecraft story mode game. Although it was a cool story and uh, it was fun, I do think there were some things in the game that just didn't feel Minecrafty at all. I mean, there were certain features and certain things represented in the game that just felt strange and the experience was not purely Minecrafty to me, which was fine. I mean, that was a game that was its own game and it could feel, have its own feel. But if we're making a movie that is the Minecraft movie, it should feel like Minecraft. And if you start adding things to the movie that are not in the game or start representing different things inaccurately, it's just going to feel not that great. And honestly, it'll be pretty disappointing if they head that direction with it. I think the movie needs to heavily feature things that Minecraft fans will recognize. I think it really needs to give due credit to the contributions of the Minecraft community. I really want to see references to Minecraft YouTubers, um, redstone farms designed by popular redstoners, and so on. I think it would be really cool if the movie depicted a civilization in Minecraft that uses iron farms, XP farms, auto chicken cookers, TNT duplicators, flying machines, and all these other things that the Minecraft community has come up with. I think the Minecraft fan base would really love to see the Minecraft fan base represented in this movie. Uh, the movie really needs to accurately depict how the Minecraft world works. So that goes into physics, that goes into mob behavior, really it goes into a lot of different things because the Minecraft world is so unique and I really hope that the people working on this movie take that into consideration. I mean, I would want to see characters in creative mode, characters in spectator mode, <laughs> and characters even using commands, command blocks, and even cheats a little bit. Like, It would be really cool to see these different aspects of Minecraft gameplay represented in the movie as well. When I initially heard about the movie, I was kind of hoping for a, a story like this. So maybe the struggle of the main character could be the struggle of any Minecraft player once they've reached the end of the game. Say the main character lives in this ultra end game civilization. No one really builds anymore. There's automation everywhere so no one really has to work, mine, or farm. The main character is bored and wants adventure and leaves that civilization on some sort of self-imposed quest. Maybe their native world is completely mined out and empty so they have to find a way to glitch through to another world. They basically play survival Minecraft from scratch, defeat the wither, defeat the ender dragon, and get bored again. So they glitch again, they find themselves in the Dungeons world. I want to see the Dungeons world represented in this. That was, this would be really cool. Uh, this could be pretty brief, and then they go back to the vanilla universe, where they eventually find the Farlands. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome to see the Farlands depicted in a movie? It would just be so epic. The character would then solve their problem of boredom with the realization that Minecraft is literally a multiverse of infinite possibilities and then lead their civilization from world to world in a never-ending journey of creativity. That's really the lesson that Minecraft has taught us, because every person who's ever played Minecraft has eventually gotten bored, because we're so used to games that tell us what to do. We're so used to that marked-out, set path for us to follow, and then when we meet Minecraft, and Minecraft just basically tells us to do whatever we want, sometimes we don't know what to do with that. And so for the Minecraft movie to really capture the heart of Minecraft, it needs to reflect this 
common struggle that every Minecraft player has ever encountered. And really, if the Minecraft movie doesn't hit some of these core things, I don't think it's going to be a great movie. Um, unless it has some sort of just killer story and just looks great, I don't think that Minecraft players are going to be too excited about it if it doesn't accurately represent the game that we all love. So that brings us to the end of this episode. If you're enjoying the show, consider leaving a review on whatever platform you listen to it on or even watch it on. By the way, you can watch this on YouTube. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at RebelJC underscore 92. And if you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hi, please message me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I hope to see you again in the next episode. Until then, keep digging straight down. <laughs>